Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer-songwriter and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve, and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of Mama's Cup of Ambition. So the day this episode is scheduled to air will be the day after my mama's birthday. She would have been turning 69. And I say she would have because my mom died a month after my 19th birthday at just 49 years old. And in a future episode, I'm going to talk more about my mom's death and how it shaped my life. And actually, my sister Stacy, who is also an ambitious mama, she's going to join me for that episode. So I'm really excited for that one. But Something that's been on my mind a lot since I'm turning 39 next month is the realization that my mom was only 10 years older than I am now when she died. And that's really been hitting me hard lately. And although aging as a woman isn't actually what this episode is going to be about, I've got a whole episode coming on that topic. I just want to say that as someone who has spent a great deal of time trapped in the idea that I needed to hide or be ashamed of my age, what a load of bullshit. I mean, seriously, I've never really given too much thought to the connection here, but my whole life, I've been so keenly aware that my mom died so young. I mean, she left the world when it felt like she still had so much life left to live. And yet somewhere along the line, I lost the ability to see myself in that same light as someone who still has so much life left to live and so much to offer. I mean, my age is not a liability or a flaw that I need to filter right? It's an asset. It's a freaking wonder. I'm still here. I still get to live. And it's really liberating to finally feel free from the pressure to hide my age because whatever I'm dreaming, I am capable of as long as I'm here and my dreams are still on my heart. It's not too late. And if you need to hear that today, let me just affirm it for you right here and now. You are not too old and it is not too late. You're not behind. You are exactly where you're meant to be in this moment. And you absolutely can step into the life you feel called to lead. Okay, so on that note, let me just jump off that age shame soapbox and let's jump into today's episode, shall we? So like I said, my mama's birthday was yesterday. So today I thought I'd share something that I learned from the way that she lived and how she moved through the world while she was still physically in it. Specifically, I thought I'd share a skill that I learned from her that still shapes the way I dream. And the skill I'm talking about here is visualization. But before we dig into that, let me just tell you about another cherished childhood memory of my mama. So my mom was a ballet dancer. She danced point, which still baffles me. But she also took up tap dancing after I got kicked out of ballet. And I'll share that story with you someday because it's actually pretty funny and I learned a lot from it. (laughs) But I remember when we started tap dancing that my mom and I would practice our tap dancing combinations in the grocery store aisles. I mean, it was the perfect place to full up ball change. (laughs) 
(laughs) And I think my sister was completely mortified by our grocery store rehearsals, but she was a little bit older and had some social status to be concerned about. I wasn't there yet, so I just thought it was super fun to do something that felt so goofy in public with my mama. And I love that my mom didn't care what folks thought of her as she danced her way past the pasta. (laughs) She could make anything fun and find joy in the most mundane tasks. And I still think of that sometimes when I'm grocery shopping. But in this new season of motherhood, I've been really finding joy in handing my grocery shopping off to Instacart and having my dance parties at home. Instacart makes it super easy for me to build my shopping list from the comfort of my couch and our groceries are delivered right to our door in as fast as an hour. Delegating my grocery shopping to Instacart allows me to have more time to spend with my family. And to me, that extra time is priceless. If you want some free time and you want to experience Instacart for yourself, you can get free delivery on your first order over $35 by using the link in the show description. And hey, when you use my link, it lets Instacart know that I sent you and that really helps to fill my cup and keep this show going. So mama to mama, I just want to say thank you for supporting the show. Now, if you've listened to any of the past episodes of the show, then you may have noticed that I talk a lot about visualization and affirmations and aligning with your highest calling. And those are definitely tools I learned from my mama. I mean, I remember as a kid making vision boards with my mom and sister. And this was before the idea of vision boards were a more widely accepted thing. (laughs) I mean, no one was throwing vision board parties back then. (laughs) But we would sit together and talk about what we wanted to see in our lives. And then we'd flip through magazines and cut out visual representations of the things that reflected what we said we wanted to call forth. And funny side note here, so I can still see in my mind one particular vision board that my mom made that had a picture of Steve Ferris, the guitar player from the band Mr. Mr. You know, take these broken wings. My mom had the biggest crush on him. And because she was single and calling in a relationship, she had Steve Ferris on her vision board as a representation of the romantic relationship that she was calling into existence. (laughs) I can still remember it. I can see his picture on there like I'm looking at it right now. I didn't think too much about vision boarding as a family at the time, but I also remember the moment when I realized that it wasn't something that my friends were doing with their families. (laughs) But my mom showed my sister and I the power of visualization, and it's something that I'm really excited to pass along to my kids because... I think it's a really powerful tool and it's kind of so simple as a concept that I think sometimes it's easy to just dismiss it and not really take into account just how powerful it can be. But to this day, my sister and I both still rely very heavily on visual reminders of our dreams and intentions. And I still really freaking love to make a vision board. Although these days I tend to make them digitally using images from the internet versus magazines and I just piece it together using a layout app. That way I'm able to save it as wallpaper on my phone because that's somewhere I know I'll see it regularly. And that little visual reminder helps me to hold my dreams and goals close and it allows me to deposit little energetic jolts of belief into my vision every time I see it. And like they say, you achieve what you believe. Have you ever made a vision board? If not, you should totally give it a try. And if you're listening to this right now saying, Rachel, this is all just a bit too woo-woo for me, I get it and I feel ya. But what could it hurt? I mean, really, it's a super fun way to spend an evening. You could maybe pour yourself a glass of wine if that's your thing and just let yourself dream up 
all the things you'd like to see in your life and imagine what it would feel like to step into that existence. But beyond that, it's also just a really great tool for clarifying what you actually want. And that can help you to get unstuck and it can help you to determine what your next step towards your ambitions should be. So if you're still not convinced, I'd just like to challenge you to try to suspend your disbelief for just a little bit and allow yourself to tap into that childlike imagination that still exists inside of you and just see what happens. So there's my case for vision boards. Thank you, Mama, for that one. But I use visualization in other forms too, not just for vision boards. For example, like I mentioned in last week's episode, Gabe and I experienced a miscarriage before we were blessed with Waylon. And a few months after that loss, we were trying to conceive again. And if you've ever experienced a miscarriage, then you know that the conception process after a miscarriage feels so freaking scary. And for me, it was true that it kind of robbed us of some of the excitement because I almost built up walls around my heart to protect myself from a repeat heartache. But I knew in my soul that we were going to be parents. I knew we were expecting. We just didn't know when. So my family on my dad's side has seminal heritage and honoring those roots is something that my dad has always held really sacred. And one of the ways as a family that we connect to those roots is by attending the Seafair Indian Days powwow at Daybreak Star every year as a family. And for as long as I can remember, every year at that powwow, I would feel the strongest maternal pull in the deepest part of my soul. Even in the seasons when I was unsure if motherhood would happen for me, there was still always this like subtle whisper that seemed to say, you're already a mama. (laughs) I could hear it as clear as if someone was standing beside me affirming it, and it would stay with me. So after our miscarriage, when the powwow arrived, I was feeling a certain sort of way about going because I was really sad. I mean, I had been pregnant and I had envisioned how special it was going to be to attend this year's powwow, carrying my baby in my womb. And before that could happen... Our baby was gone, so I was feeling extra emotional, and I kind of didn't want to go. But I got it together, and I joined my family for our tradition. And when we got there, I could feel the flood of tears building pressure, and it was just freaking sad. But I kept saying to myself, you're already a mama, you're already a mama. And I tried to just let myself be really present with all of the emotions I was feeling. And one of the first things that Gabe and I did when we arrived was we went and bought a powwow onesie for our baby that we knew was coming at some point. So when I got home that day, I hung the onesie up in our room across from our bed where it would be the first thing that I saw when I woke up and the last thing I'd see before I went to sleep. It was like a super simplified version of a vision board. Well, we bought that onesie on July 20th, 2019, and two weeks later, on August 5th, we had a positive pregnancy test for Waylon. And I'm telling you, I had the most magical full circle moment when I got to put him in that onesie. <laughs> and although because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to take him to his first powwow yet, I know when that day comes, it's going to be another magical full circle moment. And maybe you think that this story is just a series of coincidences, but I don't see it that way. I see it as yet another example of the power of visualization and giving thanks for the unknown blessings already on their way. 
The thing is, there are so many ways that we can visualize the things that we want for our lives. And although vision boards and physical representations of our dream, like the onesie we bought, are really helpful tools, you don't have to have them to utilize the power of visualization. I mean, you could also just find a comfortable place to sit, close your eyes, and let yourself sort of daydream in great detail how it would feel to live out your dream. But I found as a mama, these days, it's a little harder to find quiet time by myself to visualize. So I like the vision boards and physical representations because when I see them, I'm able to have these like micro visualizations all throughout my day. But I also know a lot of folks who journal as a form of visualization. So there are so many different ways that you can tap into this open and expansive state of mind. So maybe you still need some convincing and you're wondering why this works. Well, I really liked how Jack Canfield explained it. So on his site, he explains these four points. So he says the daily practice of visualizing your dream as already complete can rapidly accelerate your achievement of those dreams, goals, and ambitions. Because using visualization techniques to focus on your goals and desires yields four very important benefits. One, it activates your creative subconscious, which will start generating creative ideas to achieve your goal. Two, it programs your brain to more readily perceive and recognize resources you will need to achieve your dreams. Three, it activates the law of attraction, thereby drawing into your life the people, resources, and circumstances that you'll need to achieve your goals. And four, it builds your internal motivation to take the necessary actions to achieve your dreams. I love that. I love the way that he laid that out. And it makes so much sense to me. And it's true. You know, you're going to put more energy into what you focus on. So if you're focusing on the things that you want to call into your life and the dreams and goals that you're hoping to cultivate, you're naturally going to start taking more action and doing things that align with becoming that version of yourself. So what are you dreaming up? And is there a way that you could start using visualization to achieve that desired outcome? I'd put my money on the answer to that question being yes. So as this week unfolds, let's carve out some space to spend some time with our dreams and let's see what happens. I think I'm going to update my vision board in honor of my mama's birthday. And if you make one or maybe you already have one and you want to share it with me, I'd freaking love that. And you can share it with me over on Instagram, either by tagging me at Rachel May Music, that's May with an E, or you can search for the show by looking for Mama's Cup of Ambition. And if you don't want to share your vision board publicly, you can always DM it to me as well. So that's all I've got for today. But I just want to remind you that I'm cheering for you and I believe in your dreams. So until next time, may your dreams be ambitious, may your coffee be strong, and may we all visualize our dreams as though they already exist. I'll talk to you soon. 